Which, I didn't get any books in no preparation books? for this. No, I'm sorry. No. Um, you have to leave. Okay. Um, no, you can stay. Thank you. <laughs> Kelly didn't even bring her books. Uh-huh. So. I didn't bring my She's books. She's just talking I about them. I like, ordered you them. You guys, my books. My books. <laughs> oh, I'm like Giles. <laughs> I was going to say, because yours has pictures of all the monsters, yeah. which is how they wrote them in the third century. Just like a bunch of text about it, and then a huge picture right, of yeah. exactly the monster. Oh, exactly. It's a field yeah. yeah, beautiful etching. It's yeah. a field guide. You guys yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, um, I'm gonna turn my phone off. Actually, perfect. I'm not because I have a screenshot of something. <laughs> oh, there's gonna be audio visuals. I was texting Giles. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, but. how'd you get that number? Giles, not Anthony Zierhead. <laughs> No, either way, I'm still... <laughs> no, but that gives me an idea to change contacts in my phone to look fluffy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. No, like, no. just so people can see incoming call from Willow. Yeah. Oh, I gotta take this, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so crazy. <laughs> like, the picture is, like, just a screenshot from the show, and you're like, it's my friend Willow. <laughs> Yeah, definitely do the uh, like title sequence picture yeah. too with the name <laughs> no. underneath it. Alice and Hannikin underneath. At the bottom, there's like property of Warner <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> um, Kelly, you're becoming Cordelia. Me? Am I being a mean girl? No, I just feel like. Never mind. I, I, I <laughs> oh, you meant like in here. in my phone? Oh, sure. Guess you're not a Willow. No, <laughs> I wish I was. Welcome to episode seven of Hellmouthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Mogi. And with us today, we have a fantastic guest who's already showered us with gifts and praise, LA comedian Colin J. Morris. Welcome to the show, Colin. Hi. What's up? Not much. <laughs> yeah. I know. That felt... Okay, we've been talking for a half hour. And you start off like, now. Hi. <laughs> he waved it at us. It was really sweet. Oh, God. This is going to be bad. <laughs> Great! You're very like G boss. <laughs> Absolutely, I am here. Thank you. Oh um, man. So we've got two great episodes this we week. Do. I always start the show like that. I'm like, we've got two very great episodes. So far, you haven't lied. I haven't. Mm, I would oh. say for some of them, I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> I've been excited about every episode of this podcast. Um. So we have when she was bad. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, and she was bad. She was horrid. She was, whoa! I think we looked at the same wiki page. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then we have um, some assembly required. Yes. Um, overall, what did you guys think? Um, I loved them. This is season two starting off well, yeah. I think. It's got a lot of great stuff. A lot of good Giles and Jenny Calendar stuff, mm-hmm. which is... Love that. Let's get that going immediately. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it is so good. And she she likes him so much, and he's so awkward. And she's so smooth. She's so smooth. We, yeah, yeah, a little too smooth. Where she's just <laughs> go to the game and see you later, babe. <laughs> I was like, whoa. There's a part, I forget what episode it's in, but she just can, like, sexualize any fucking statement of his, <laughs> no matter how inappropriate. Like, oh, wait, it's, it's just, like, depends on the book. Kama Sutra? I'm like, just picturing her with like about? old hustler forums, like <laughs> Dear Penthouse, like just curling up by the fire. 
She doesn't think about what she's saying. She just knows how she's going to say it. Just she's interesting. in the moment. She yeah. does not yeah. think ahead, and she's like, whatever, it landed. He liked it. Let's move on. <laughs> she, doesn't want, she doesn't waste any time. Well, um, even when she's describing her time at Burning Man, which, of course, Jenny Calendar went to Burning Man. Of course she yeah. went to Burning Man. The way she, she describes it, it's like, oh, you would love it, until she realizes she's talking to Giles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course he, no. He's no, never going to have fun at Burning Man. <laughs> no. He'd be looking for demons. <laughs> he be would be looking for demons. It would be horrible. <laughs> um, so we start out when she was bad with Xander and Willow taking a little walk. Um, a vampire-free walk because they've had a whole summer with no demons. And no Buffy. And no Buffy. And they don't... It's see. been a, uh, a summer's free summer. Ah. <laughs> you had to get that out. Did also, that was... Notes? No, it wasn't, but it's been in here. And that was the most humorless laugh I've ever heard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You just, like, like, jumped at the microphone. And, and, uh, summer's free summer. <laughs> <laughs> it was the opposite of Jenny Calendar. That was so calculated. Oh. <laughs> wow. It, I mean, I think the truth of that was really hurting me. <laughs> I said it as a joke, and it landed no, way and too hard. I, yeah, that I, was... I feel I'm cut. sorry. Guys, I'll take a break. Uh, it's okay. There's a, there's a little bit of animosity at the Help My Healthy podcast right now. It's yeah, okay. I'm Buffy. I've been away for the summer. Yeah. Oh, and... yeah. Now you're being bad. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and poor Willow. Because I think in this, for me, she was like in this kind of like thrall. She's in this th- under this mm-hmm. thrall for um, with Xander. And also has like kind of been lulled into this like false sense of complacency with her like relationship with Xander because she's right. like, oh, like things are moving. I mean, they almost kissed. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think that he that their relationship without Buffy there w- is obviously different. Yes, I mean, she is a foil to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Xander knows what's happening. No, no, because the instant Buffy returns, Xander reverts like. Right back. And yeah. it's like, Bobby, let me hug you twice. Because I have to one-up Willow in the hugging. I didn't <laughs> no, no. I think he just wanted to press his body against her two times. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, he, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. He didn't get quite the grip he was looking yeah. for the first time around. He's so like, well, that like, wasn't... Um, he, like, bent his knees to align things. <laughs> <laughs> to align things? What, like, nipple to nipple? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what Xander likes. <laughs> Um, it's also their game that the movie quote game they play is very sweet. Oh, that is sweet. It's like, and, I, fun, and fun. I wrote down that that was so awkward. Oh, you didn't, I didn't awkward. buy it. I didn't buy it at all. No, like, I don't know. Okay, so was that supposed to be like a fake out when Willow said, uh, like, in our few short hours we've spent together, like, I've loved you a lifetime or whatever? Yeah. Is that supposed to be a fake out? Because as they're panning across, you don't see them or have any context. Because I thought that was, like, oh, weird. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. like, if it was a fake out, it was really bad. But if it wasn't, then I'm just overthinking it. Well, I felt like the whole opening was sort of a fake out because usually there's a demon. Right. Like, usually there's going to be, and there was a fight eventually. But, like, the whole time, I think you're supposed to be like, oh, they think they're safe. Okay. But they're not. But that's interesting. I actually didn't pick up on that when, yeah, because it's because it, she's saying something yeah. very romantic, and right. then it's like, oh, they're just doing movie quotes. Yeah, yeah. That could be one of those like 
puppet show level like fake yeah. outs. Where I, it's like, I will admit that as soon as that scene started, I remember the ice cream thing and I was... Oh, already was, you're cringing. My brain was like on it. No, cringing. I thought it was adorable. I was... Well, I think it's cute. I think it's okay. genuinely cute. Fine. I think it's foreboding because... Oh, man. <laughs> because Most conflict we've ever had. I know. Listen, we're not starting off well. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. We have to leave. Because I immediately, when she, when that happened, like, I started getting, I guess, upset about what I knew the future held, which is, like, when she, like... Wants to get Xander's attention. She like sticks her nose in the top of. Her okay, locket. that is cringeworthy and awful. So I like immediately remembered that, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like <laughs> that's gonna be like some bad stuff. Like you're gonna be at a low Willow like very soon. I'm not yeah. trying to convince you. I'm just trying to you're tell you my, my point of view. No, and I appreciate I appreciate your point of view, <laughs> and I you. feel like there's room for different ones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Also, um, and this is just something I noted because. I'm a weirdo, but there's like a twinge, like a Chandler Bing twinge to Xander's dialogue in that scene. Yes. When he says, about which I do not care. I Can like I be <laughs> any more like Chandler? <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, let's, let's back to Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode is um, written and directed by Joss Whedon. It is. Just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> well, and it kind of functions, and certainly in, usually when I do a rewatch, it functions as a part two to Prophecy Girl. Yeah. Well, because we already kind of see in Prophecy Girl at the end that Buffy is certainly changed and upset by what has transpired between her and the master. Yeah. yeah. Mostly being her dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she comes, <clears throat> she comes back different. She does. And she says so. Yeah. She says, I feel different. And she's quippier and sassier. And then that has morphed into being bitchy. Bad. Yeah. 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 Like bad. Yeah. I mean, at certain points, she's like pretty bad and says something bitchy. But at no point is she worse than I was to every single one of my friends in high school at all times. (laughs) (laughs) She's just being sarcastic and shit. And they're like, oh, Buffy. No. (laughs) Dial it back. Yeah, like, yeah. just, like, said a mean thing to Cordelia, no, yeah, exactly. who we all openly hate. <laughs> yeah. Xander throws shade Xander, at her constantly. But as we've known about Xander, Xander does not see his own actions when he is criticizing others. <laughs> because he, yeah. he is so mean to Cordelia, like, jumping way ahead, but, like, toward, at the I end. I think he thinks he's funny, and I think <laughs> he thinks that he thinks of himself as powerless against Cordelia. So I think he thinks he's punching up. Right. Whereas right. Buffy is not punching up to anyone because she... She is the slayer. She's the slayer. That's true. Yeah, because when she does, when she's like, um, and we'll remember that you're a moron or something to yeah. Cordelia and like walks away, everyone's like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> that burn. When I was like, that wasn't that. I mean, she just said it was just a moron. Like, okay, but to be fair, when she sees Willow and Xander for the first time after all summer, she says, I figured you two losers would be getting into trouble. No, she's already kind of in mean girls mode. But that's yeah. That's playful. I think that's how I talk to my friends, but I'm not Buffy. That's not so what she's, just, also, she's just a kid, you guys. But she Why does she yet. have to be this shining light to the rest of it's the world? It's her destiny. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, though, because she hasn't been like that 
before. Like, she mm-hmm. hasn't, like, called them losers before. <laughs> and also, like, when they're, like, when Willow's so sweetly, it's like, have you seen Giles yet? And she's like, why would I? I'll see him at school. I was like. Yeah, that was shitty. I was yeah. like, oh, no, but he's, like, your dad. You need to go say hi to him. <laughs> so I. Yeah. That guy you've been hanging out with all summer. <laughs> the guy who's been Leave, taking care yeah. of you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck that guy. I hate her I dad. Think- <laughs> okay, I feel like your hatred is from things that haven't yet happened. Because so yes. far he took her, he tried to connect with her all summer. He supported her shopping. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Are also you sure this isn't from Nightmare. I because that wasn't. I'm, I'm conflating. Real. I'm conflating Specter Dad with like <laughs> regular Dad. Real Dad is concerned about Buffy. He is, but and he is never shows up again in the series. <laughs> <laughs> but he is upset. I think Joyce's sass like pushed him away. I know Joyce. She. I yeah. see how that marriage ended. <laughs> their interaction like I get it uh, no but you're right The act- a- Buffy's actual actions are not that bad in the scope of real teenagers right that's kind it of seems how like they are being told that she's bad more than yeah. seeing it but yeah that she shouldn't have said that about Giles that was rude <laughs> no, I mean well she's certainly acting like she doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. when we've seen her before care a lot mm-hmm. so I think in the context of Buffy is established in season one. It's it's problematic, or it's um it's a it's a diversion from yeah. what we expect. I mean, and she's reacting kind of with this like hands off approach almost because like she like when she comes in and um, Giles is like, oh, could this be? Because you know she's wait, this is when she was bad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, oh, I killed a vamp. And he's like, I thought they were gone. We should like consult our books. And she's yeah. like, mm, you're the watcher. I'm just the like killing machine or whatever she says. I don't I don't think she says killing machine. <laughs> but it's so sad. But that's how she like yeah. is conceptualizing it in order to kind of rationalize this like horrific thing that happened yeah. to her. Right. Um, and she kind of also, I mean, with her um, – nightmare that she has where Giles is like choking her Mm -hmm. in the student lounge. Which you probably really liked that one, right? Because it combined your two uh, faves. (laughs) 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 Let's pump the brakes, Ryan. (laughs) So what got into you? I don't watch this episode and I'm just like... (laughs) Whoa. She just left the mouse cursor at the beginning of that scene. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My feelings about Giles aside, I did not like when he was choking Buffy. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. So back to what I was saying. Um, And I'm like trying to say something insightful about this fucking show. I'm just getting antagonized. I'm sorry. Um... Oh, but she kind of sees, like, Giles as, like, representative of this destiny that she's wanting to reject even more right now because she's, like, you know, she died and she has been able to live, like, an entire summer with her dad, like, back in L.A. and not be around vampires. Like, I don't – do we ever really, I mean, learn what she does there? Like, she just shops, right? Shopping. That's all we talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, some partying. Mm-hmm. Shopping was a major theme. Yes, yes. That <laughs> was a great Buffy impression. Thank yeah, you. that was. It sounded a lot like I it. could do Faith, too, but we're not there oh, yet. Oh, no. Oh, well, you're coming back. Okay, good. B? <laughs> that, that's the extent of my... Girl just wants to have fun, B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, so she kind of seems to be like projecting, I don't know, her own anger at herself mm-hmm. um, for her own perceived failure against the master onto like Giles and her friends and Absolutely. like all of this like entire life in Sunnydale. And yeah, like I just, it's a very like PTSD thing mm-hmm. that is happening with her. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it sucks for her totally, but she is being like super mean in certain parts, I think. Yeah. Being well, and it was weird for me watching it. Um, cause I'm trying to, you know, think harder <laughs> when I'm watching now than yeah, in previous yeah. viewings. Um, and some of it I really did separate from just being mean to you today. I sep- I did like <laughs> recognize from how I was when I was a teenager in terms of like, if something bad happened, I would compartmentalize and act like everything was okay. Mm-hmm. But I resented the fuck out of everyone else acting like it was okay. Yeah. Like everyone, you guys should know that I'm really hurting inside, but I'm going to act like I'm cool. Mm-hmm. But don't act like we're cool because things are bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it very, I very much recognized that like snottiness as a result of not dealing with your sad feelings. Mm. Like it. I, I wrote down that uh, Buffy hides her emotions like a teenager who wants you to know that she's hiding her emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Which is very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, it's very like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, ask me about it. Yeah. Right. And Willow's only going to ask so much because if you shut her down, yeah. she's she's not coming back. And right. not only and not, shut her she down. she wants to respect you. Right. And <clears throat> um, Buffy's actions with Xander, I think, represents kind of like this immature... Um, mindset that like mm-hmm. teenagers tend to have which like I remember definitely like doing that like I don't know flirting with uh, in high school like flirting with a guy that I wasn't interested in to try and like get another guy to I don't know be jealous or whatever but I mean that is such a selfish mindset where it's like that's a fucking person like mm-hmm. you're like messing with someone's like emotions in life just so that you can I don't know, not feel bad? Yeah, I feel like that dance is her ultimate act of cruelty in the episode. Because she's hurting three people that she does care about. Because it's not like she grabbed a random dude at the bronze and started Mm -hmm. dancing with him. Like, she knows Xander really cares about her. She does value him as a person. And she just didn't care at all. Yeah, and then it like keeps cutting to poor Willow and then poor Willow Angel, and Angel. kind of brooding. Of course, he's brooding. <laughs> yeah, he's an old man in love with a teenager, and he thinks maybe in she an wants all ages club. <laughs> he's like, thank God this is all ages. They let my two hundred forty-one year old ass in here. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of that scene is right at the beginning when Buffy walks in. They cut to Angel's mm-hmm. reaction. And his head fucking snaps like it's on a yeah. spring. <laughs> and then he goes instantly into, yeah. like, cool mode. And, like, I'll, I'll see what's up. I'll go say hi. Yeah. <laughs> she looks really good in that scene. She looks really good. Yeah. She's, like, channeling her, like, cruel intentions vibe. Yes. There. And I feel like the Hard. music is perfect. I was listening oh. to Sugar Water on the drive over today. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm such a bitch right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the band that makes people bitchy. Uh, Chibo Mata. Chibo Mata. And that was... Weird because I don't think they ever name drop any of the other bands. Not real ones, ever. just Dingo, right? That's... Yeah, yeah. But like, usually when there's a band playing at the Bronze, it's not such a like at the forefront. All the characters aren't like Chima Mata. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> fuck yeah! Let's go check them out. When uh, Xander drops that bomb on uh-huh. him, like Chima Mata's at the Bronze tonight. <laughs> 
uh, there's a fucking big Chibo Motto poster <laughs> right behind him. Like, guys, have you heard? <laughs> According to this poster right behind us. <laughs> And it it made me feel, like, really out of the loop because it felt like, I mean, everyone was, like, excited and knew who they were. And I only know them as being from, I mean, maybe I'm just really No, that's uneducated. just Whedon no. trying to put them over. It yeah. has to yeah. be. I mean, I was not that cool in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, I blame living in the mid-Atlantic and being 13. <laughs> but, like, I even, I've never heard of them outside of this episode. No. Like, it's not even when I read, you know, rock histories or, like, anything. Yeah. I've just revealed my <laughs> my reading materials. But it's okay. Um, did you guys – I put on the subtitles for that scene because I wanted to get the Chibo model lyrics. Yeah. They're pretty great. Okay. Would you like um, to do a little rendition for us? I don't remember the melody. I, I swear I must have heard it. sugar and yeah. water. Yeah, yeah. When the buildings turn to coconut trees. Oh, yeah. They turn to coconut trees. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh guys, guys, can we make a guys, Special guest, Chivo Mato's here. <laughs> All right, I'll be Sean Lennon. <laughs> Silently strumming. Great. Um, and I, yeah, I, I liked I liked them a lot, actually, that band. I liked their mm-hmm. whole package. I liked their outfits, and I liked their weird energy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, the scene to me is so, it's a very upsetting scene. Well, yeah. So. Oh, you have, like, are you having, like, when she was bad PTSD about that scene? <laughs> no, it's just, she's so mean. When she says to him, did I ever thank you? Yeah. Don't you don't wish, you I, wish would. I would? Don't you wish I would? And he's just like, oh, I've got a boner on him. And all the Sarah Michelle Keller's been rubbing up on him for five minutes. I wrote down, like, weird, awkward eighth grade freak dancing. Because they, they were. Like, it was just, like, weird grinding, well, I yeah, guess. It's a weird song. Because how do you dance to that song? Right. That's like, the one right? she chose. Yeah. Like that. That's how you dance that's to that song. That's how you dance to that song. <laughs> you grind up on Xander Harris. While he stands still, like, frozen <laughs> in fear. With his arms just, like... Like hanging around where she is, but not really on her. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> well, my girlfriend described to me like that's exactly why she hates dancing with boys mm-hmm. because we don't know what to do. Yeah, with their and hands. and we're restrictive because if she just wants to dance, Buffy right. just wants to dance and do yeah. her thing. Now she has to incorporate this fucking schmuck who's like, <laughs> she, like doesn't know what level his hand should be at. Yeah, I do remember there is this guy. Oh, this is so bad. In high school, um, all the girls used to not want to dance with him, and we called him the Octa because he wouldn't if you were dancing in front of him. I want the audience to hear the look on my face right now. It's so fucking as the straight male at my high school who was watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that one hurts. No, that one really he hurts. He called the Octa because if you'd be dancing in front of him, he would like wave his arms around kind of like an octopus. But then he would take your hands and make you do it too. This is so mean. He was trying. No, he was also. 
<laughs> he would try to cop a feel sometimes, so okay. I feel okay about That's where I thought this was going, so I was okay. Oh, because Octa, being... like, his hands were out. Yeah, his hands were No. Yeah. It was like, first I'm going <laughs> to make your arms do this thing, and then I'm going to, like, casually... Like, rope your breast or well, something. Well, he probably thought he was doing really well. He was probably He's like, yeah. this is the next step. <laughs> She's doing the octopus <laughs> thing. Her arms are not protecting her breasts. <laughs> oh my god, it's all a ruse. Oh, horrible. <laughs> I'm not saying his name. Okay. That's good Octa. Octa. Octa, you know where you are. <laughs> or you know who you are. Oh, you also know where you are, I hope. <laughs> He's in a Octa, trunk somewhere. This is reaching you in a trunk. We are so sorry. So sorry. This should not be the last thing he hears. <laughs> His dying wish is to listen to this episode of Hellmouth. <laughs> It's his favorite episode. He's like, I got a shout out. I need to listen to this. Um, no, it's true. Dancing can be awkward. But I think it's also the... It's also weird to dance with someone who's trying to seduce you. Yes. <laughs> like, just period. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's awkward. And she's trying to, and, I mean, it's so cruel. I mean, she's trying to, like, seduce him to, like, I don't know. I think she's exercising her power. She I is. Think she's felt powerless and wants to, she's like, I know how I can manipulate this situation and be the person who's unaffected while everyone else falls apart. Mm-hmm. Well, because the way she walks out is just like, peace, bitches! <laughs> like, just- and then Cordy showing some real character Cordy with her with her she- scratchy throat. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a little cold. She does a little cold. And a little bit of spray tan. Oh, she does? I didn't see that. That's great. No. I mean, it's, it's great straight spray tan. <laughs> she looks so awesome. Yeah, when you don't know it's there, that's, that's yeah. when you're winning. Um, but no, this is this episode is definitely the first time you see how badly Cordelia wants in the fucking yeah. Scoobies. So bad. Where she's just, like, lurking around the computer. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, when, yeah, they come around the corner in the school and, like, she, like, stops them to mm-hmm. a halt to, like, yeah, the Three Musketeers thing. I know yeah. we're working backwards, <laughs> but that no, was, like, it. so awkward. And she just, like, those are her new friends. And yeah. they don't know it yet. Right. Maybe that's why Buffy's moron dig was so bad. Like, mm-hmm. did Xander and Willow see that Cordelia was reaching out? They seem a little too dense for that. Yeah, I mean, their reaction to being like, Cordelia, that was a bad insult. It's like, no, she's not. She wants Insulting to be your you. friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She's trying to reach out. Um, I mean, I think that they are all now bonded by the secret, which is an open secret, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny when they like tell people to keep their voice down like multiple times yeah. in the episodes like really really <laughs> who's fixing all the shit that you break in the uh, library? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Your destroyed school. Well, that's true. The library was real messed up last yeah. time. The hellmouth opened in there. It, like, like a the... snake creature burst through the floor and right. flailed around. Right. <laughs> that's like all summer long. They had a... <laughs> Flailing all summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant the repairing the floor. <laughs> I was like, I think it went away when he died. Yeah, yeah. yeah in classic Buffy style, you yeah. kill you kill one thing, and then there's five minutes left in the episode, mm-hmm. so all subsequent right. things just vanish. <laughs> Everything else is like, gotta go, and then just like goes back into the hellmouth. Um, Snyder calls the children locusts. Mm. I did like that. Mm. I like Snyder. That was a good Snyder scene. Yeah. Yeah. When he's talking to himself. It was, mm. it was great. 
while and Giles is mooning over JC. <laughs> She's a delight. As he should. As he should. Um, and then later, uh, Snyder had one of my favorite lines of the episode when he just walks up to everyone at their table and is like, some of us have class. Some of us have jobs. Oh, yeah. I did like that. <laughs> I was like, all right, Snyder. <laughs> a little passive aggressive, but yeah. it gets the job done. Oh, God. Um, I did like when um, they see Giles again for the first time and Xander's like, G-Man. <laughs> Giles <laughs> yeah. is like, don't ever call me that. <laughs> well, especially because it means FBI agent. Huh? Like G-Man? I didn't know that. Okay. Um, was that really the subtext, though? No, I think it was. Hey, Mr. FBI. They're not good at, at nicknames oh. on the show. Lucky 19. Oh, God. G-Man. Revisit that again. <laughs> Sorry. Lucky 19. <laughs> um, also, I think that in my my disappointment with the Anointed One in the first season was because he, he ages into the part in this season. Yeah. He was too little. <laughs> but his he has like two lines in this episode. Yeah, and, and they were good. he nails them. Yeah. And when he's he like just dig like, or whatever. Just dig and I hate that girl. I hate that girl. Yeah, it's funny. I that was that. such a good button. Like, loved it. Oh, I loved how um did you guys see how the girl vampire is like digging? <laughs> She's like <laughs> digging spookily. She's like <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like her hands are all spider. I was like, you can just dig. No, but like girls don't dig graves. That's not their role. <laughs> you know, old fashioned girl. That was um, a bad. Yeah, that was a good one, though. So, that, so yeah, a new vampire rolls into town, right? Yeah. He's like a preacher type guy. Yeah, He seems yeah. to be He's kind of like... He's the Steve Harvey sort mm-hmm. of... Um, did you see Steve... I mean, out of context, that's just going to sound <laughs> weird and racist. Yeah, I was going to sound like um, you equate all persons of color the same. Just like, <laughs> Steve Harvey, of course. No, I just... I'm he, probably the only one who saw it. I watched this, like, eight-minute video of Steve Harvey in between Family Feud takes, just, like, uh-huh. preaching to the audience. It's really inspiring. Oh, if you're a cool. Steve Harvey okay. fan, watch yeah. it and know that I'm not a fucking shithead. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's like preaching, telling us about how God wants us to jump and follow our dreams. And he wow. goes on and on. It's okay. Steve Harvey. It's Mr. Hightower. I see the yeah. parallel. Yeah. Now. Okay. Right. okay. I was trying to, like, was it a Miss Universe comment? I was no. really, like, confused. <laughs> no, I, but I will watch that. I, I'm one of my secret... Uh, and I guess it's not a secret thing now if I'm saying it to you guys, but uh, things that I do when I'm sad is I watch Family Feud bloopers or, like, the funniest <laughs> answers on Family Feud and news bloopers. They really brighten my day. That's cool. They're, they're, no, <laughs> they're, they're so they're fun. Good. So um, I will add some preaching at the end. Maybe mm-hmm. then I'll end inspired. Um, one of my friends used to work out at the gym that Steve Harvey works out at, and um, they would – it was like at like four in the morning. That's when Steve Harvey would work out, and um, there it was o- always just three people in the gym, and it was my friend Steve Harvey, and then this like other guy, and the other guy would always try to like say hi to Steve Harvey, and Steve Harvey would just be like, oh, hey, and then one day Steve Harvey comes up, and it was on Valentine's Day, and Steve Harvey comes up to my friend, and he's like, hey man, I just want to let you know that like I really appreciate that you don't try to like harass me every day, and like that's cool, and you seem like a cool guy, and then the other guy walks in, and he's just like. Happy Valentine's Day, Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey's like, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> I think it's adorable that it was Valentine's Day and yeah. that Steve Harvey chose to be like, thank you for not talking to me. Yeah, thank you for not talking to me. You do not talk to me. <laughs> yeah, little little yeah. Steve Harvey trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Move to LA, guys. You can share gym with Steve Harvey, <laughs> but ignore him. That's what he wants. Um. Oh, right. We get to see Buffy's training montage. 
we do. Mm-hmm. Where she has she's, like PTSD flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, and we also get to see her torture of Amph, which I think was for the first Whoa. time. Yes. And also, is it like, I know they do like psychological torture later, but like, does she physically torture again? Because I, I felt so. like that was really fucked up. You know who she tortures uh, later on is that that idiot who owns the demon bar. Oh, um, right. She works him over pretty hard. Yeah, but the guy like, that's like, "Hey, oh. Mister, I don't, I don't." <laughs> He's like, "I don't, I don't know anything about these vamps." Yeah, like yeah, that the guy grown up that kid wears... from Newsies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah. But he's, like, I love the justification behind that. Because he's human, we mm-hmm. can beat him and abuse right. him. But let's not do that to demons or vampires. <laughs> like, that's that's over the line. Yeah. Just, yeah. just murder them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Murder them. That was brutal. The cross in the mouth. She puts it in her mm-hmm. mouth? Yeah. That's, that's hardcore. It is hardcore. But she's I'm surprised that no one was, like, taking her. I would have been like, Buffy, we need to talk. Like, that... <laughs> you tortured someone. It's hard because she did in the end get. Th- she got the info. Yeah, the torturing works. Oh, and God. Gordy was it on the line. Oh, pro torture. Pro torture. <laughs> it was effective. <laughs> I mean, when there are lives on the line. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, Denzel the- Washington over here. That's a siege <laughs> reference, you guys. <laughs> and, like, you didn't even give us a chance to get it. You're like, nope. He's defensive <laughs> straight out the game. <laughs> Um, but we also have Xander's ineffectual threat before before she tortures. Like, she's already been told by one of her best friends that he will kill her. Oh, I know. If she lets anything happen to Willow. Mm-hmm. But that does strike home for her. I mean, even, even if it has no... And I think he means it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he will try his hardest. Which is... But that's, that's rough. I mean, that's a fractured relationship. Mm-hmm. She broke what they had. Yeah. And, um, I mean, this isn't the first time that we see the relationships in Buffy get fractured by mm-hmm. either things that transpire or Buffy's actions. Yeah. Right. Or the actions of others. Okay. Like life. So, <laughs> I guess. as much as we just talked about fractured relationships, Willow and Zando, Xander are very accepting to her in that final scene. They yes. let her go back okay. to normal. Okay, wait, too much? <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Are you talking the final, final scene with the 40 seconds of <laughs> after school special? <laughs> no. I timed it. Yo, and it was just spinning around them. Yes. <laughs> was like, well, we had to know. If it was only 35 seconds, you wouldn't believe right, it. I was right. just like, are they improvising? Like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I, I wrote down the time code. It was one minute and 37 <laughs> seconds remaining to 57 seconds remaining. Did a quick scratch on my notepad. 40 seconds of that it was, it was one of those music. it was one of those things where at first I was like aw and then I was like huh <laughs> <laughs> it kept happening and it felt like they were like um when the one of the first times I watched Buffy or rewatched Buffy mm-hmm. I kept like noticing that a lot of the episodes would end and it would be really cheesy like that and I always expected them to be like we're friends and it's the 90s yeah. it was very like they'd be like back to back arms crossed like <laughs> and we're the scoomies very cheesy yes. but it's so cheesy in a way that I mean Buffy itself is a hybrid show so there's not really a lot of contemporaries that were the same but other teen dramas didn't end that way Mm-mm. like other other supernatural shows didn't end that way Mm-mm. It was like from a '70s after-school special. Yeah, yeah. It was I feel pulling. like Seventh Heaven must have been the closest. Oh, I don't remember yeah. ever watching an episode, but I know that I have. It... Yeah, I watched a lot of it. I yeah. used to watch it. 
Um, but it would, but it also was the kind of show that would end like, like, oh, Happy the dog ate all the food. And then it would like do that thing. What's that thing where it like blackened, but then it like, yeah, Looney Tunes it. And it's just like freeze frame on like their face. They're like winking through the hole. There's like some serious Seventh Heaven fans listening. That's like not happening. That never happened. Happy would not eat the food. Happy would not eat the food. All right. So that was when she was bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a great opener for the season. Set some tones. Oh, just one more thing. Bitka. Yeah. Bitka was funny. Bitka oh, was yeah. Funny. That was a good one. Uh, Giles' reaction to that was perfect. Mm-hmm. He was just like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we... Not that we have to get deeper on shipping things, but we're probably going to talk more about it in the next episode. But we have Angel uh, watching Buffy sleep like mm-hmm. a creep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... It's like, mind if I come in? <laughs> yeah, okay. So that was the only time. So she was bad, right? But that yeah. was the only time she reacted appropriately to Angel being around her. <laughs> yeah. Like, get the fuck out of yeah. my room, yeah. you yeah. psychopath. I yeah. haven't seen you for three months. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> like, yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he whispers, I missed you. I know. And then disappears. He loves to do that kind of shit. It's just like in that one episode when she's like, wish me luck. And he just doesn't say anything. And she walks yeah. away and he's like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> like the same kind of shit. He's like, oh, like I can feel a camera on me somehow. Yeah. So, um, miss like, you, bye. Yeah, I think <laughs> he thinks he's in a Bronte novel. Yes. Like um, in his mind, he's having a very tortured romantic story. Mm-hmm. But Buffy's got like real stuff to do. No, yeah. she has time for him. Yeah, she was well that's why she was like, um she doesn't say business or pleasure, but she says <laughs> something. That'd be so gross if she was like business or pleasure. <laughs> You're in my room. And what if what if he was like both? <laughs> mm. All right. Are we ready to move on to uh modern Frankenstein? Well basically, I mean we should probably resolve what happens at the end. When she was bad. I mean, we should kind of try to come to terms with it, I guess. Um, (laughs) Do we have 40 seconds in a soundtrack? No, I mean, when she, like, smashes the bones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That also happens. Yeah, so she smashes the foam bones of the master with the sledgehammer. Yes. Mm -hmm. And And she breaks down in tears. Yeah. And lets everyone see that she's hurt. Mm -hmm. And then she's on her way to, I don't know, recovery, I guess. Yeah, that 40 seconds of piano music went a long way. That's yeah. exactly how long it takes to get over a trauma. Yeah. Um, if you have the right music. Yes, absolutely. you got to have that score. Okay, so yeah, we should move on. Oh, shit, I'm sorry, I want to... No, no, of no, course. No, no, please, by all means. Um, so our uh, vampire, our new, like, who should have lasted longer, they killed a new vampire yeah. right away. He was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was really, really good. Um but I'll grind you into a sticky paste and I, hear you beg before I smash in your face. Like this awesome yeah. vampire poem. Yeah. <laughs> it was like slam poetry <laughs> night at oh, the man. abandoned warehouse. So good. I actually loved how he said that too when he was like sticky paste. It was so mm-hmm. like like punchy with mm-hmm. those like hard consonants. Well, he rehearsed it in a mirror, you know. Yeah. Yes. Like, he knew he had one episode to make his mark <laughs> yeah, on yeah. this, yeah. you know, on this series. Yeah, he did it. Good for you. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> That's what got him Family Feud, was his performance in this episode. Um. <laughs> Kelly is reading her own notes and laughing. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Some assembly required. Yes. I'm not going to let you guys in on what I was laughing about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll talk about that secret. <laughs> All right. Um, no, it just was something we already talked about. Okay. Some assembly required. A modern yes. day Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. This was <laughs> written by um, Ty, Ty King and Joss. I guess yeah. it was like... Like story by. Yeah, Joss. story by. And, and directed by Bruce Seth Green. Yes. No relation. No relation. It was really funny. I was reading about Bruce Seth Green, and the it was like on the Buffyverse wiki, and it's like, some people think they're related, uh, him and Seth Green, like, but they maintain they're not. And I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, do you not believe them? I was like, so much. Well, and Green is not the most... Com- like uncommon last name. I think the Seth thing is really throwing people right. Off. Like he's named after his uncle Seth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he also directed Teacher's Pet, The Pack, and Nightmares. Okay. So just some of your favorites. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I was, when I was going through these, I was like, oh, are these the ones where Xander's gross? <laughs> oh <laughs> no, they kind of are. Mm-hmm. Nightmares, he's not gross. We liked him in Nightmares. We did. Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has his hero <laughs> you moment. You did, Ryan. <laughs> um, no. He, he has a big hero moment in, uh, right at the top of when she was bad, too. Yeah. Vampire comes, and he's just, just like throwing wild punches again. Yeah. yeah. He loves like, to throw wild punches. <laughs> no, I think he got some confidence over the summer. I think. Yeah. And maybe it was having known Buffy and then having her not there so he could fill the vacuum of Alpha, but he... Mm. he Seems to have a little bit more like confidence in himself, swag. Yeah, his shirts fit him better. Oh yeah, he got sure. a haircut. Not as yeah. billowy. Yeah, and they all have they're like still polyester. Yeah. They all have trainers now, so they're all like really fit. All the actors <laughs> using the British word for sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I <did> too. <laughs> yeah, trainers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they all got their big paychecks to buy some sneakers. Sure. Like okay. <laughs> But I feel like, and I'm jumping way to the end, but it's not a huge pop point, but Xander is able to ignore Cordy trying to have a moment with him at the end, which in a way I feel like season one Xander, or maybe Xander when we met him and he and Jesse were best friends and whatever, I feel like he would have been more thirsty. But he, he's just like, yeah, whatever, Cordelia. Yeah, Most but also I felt like school. he was so mean. I mean, she has been really mean to him in the past. And so I don't think that maybe he's just like, oh, we've always had this like history of you being yeah. mean to me. And like, I'm just going to be mean back to you. But like in that moment where she's just like, thank you for saving my life. I feel like she, did she really say thank you or did she say you were so brave? That was amazing. I just wanted to thank you for saving my life. I think. Okay. And then she's like, if there's anything I can right, do. Right, right. And he's like, hmm, bitch, please. I'm talking to Willow. Right, but I don't think that's meant to be this, like, triumph of Xander's self-esteem, because then immediately the joke is, why can't we ever get dates? Yeah. So it's supposed to be like, oh, look how stupid, stupid this guy is. And, and there yeah. is, like, a constant, like, theme of, like, I mean, he even says himself earlier in the episode, he's like, oh, well, people don't ever see that the person that they could be with is right in front of them. Right. And Cut then, to like, Willow's yeah. face. And then Willow's like, oh, like, has legs frosting on her nose. She's like, ah. <laughs> that would have been an amazing runner if she just got things on her nose for the rest of the series. At that point, I wrote in my notes, uh, Willow is such a dickhead for Xander. Just yeah. fucking. Yeah. Yeah. 
Be cooler than that. But she, how? How? He's her how? best. How is she? How would you? If Willow was your friend, mm-hmm. what? How would you counsel her? Because. Oh, I don't know. You just gotta. You just gotta get her off that Xander train. So it's she. Not worth but he's it. her best friend. Right. So. So I'd don't be like, date your. Compart- don't compartmentalize. Lust after your, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a hard concept for a sixteen-year-old, but you know. Yeah. I, don't <clears throat> I feel like she's idealized him to this point that there's no, there's no way out mm. for her. Yeah. Like she's trapped. I mean, at life. least in her, yeah, in her mind, there's no way out. Right. I, I mean, think. I get I, for a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Adults should not act like this. No. <laughs> for sure. No. I'm definitely going to tell you that. Don't act like this, grown-ups. Um, we open, though, with a bicker fest between Angel and Buffy. I thought that I thought that was yeah. kind of funny. Wow, like, they're fighting, and then they, like, start fighting the vampire. Mm-hmm. And then right after, she's, like, brings up the fight right yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Well, like and when he says, whenever we fight, you always bring up the vampire thing. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> yeah. It's a central issue in yeah. our relationship. <laughs> exactly. This, and this is also the episode of <laughs> the one time we see Angel in his, like, tan fleece... I did not. I said he was dressed like a grandpa. Yeah, I was like, what? my grandpa had that jacket. <laughs> it was, yeah, it made, it aged him so much. That jacket is it supposed to soften him, make him? I think it's supposed to make him like more approachable, right, and like less imposing. Well, and at this point, Cordy is supposed to just see him as this hot older guy who hangs around Buffy. Right, she doesn't mm-hmm. know he's a vampire. she doesn't know he's a vampire. Oh, so I think he's also supposed to seem less threatening to her. Interesting. Um, and he isn't threatening to her. He lets her hang all over him like a cheap suit. <laughs> yeah, like a tan fleece. Yes, like a tan, like a boxy tan fleece. Um, okay, so this is my advice for Willow. I just okay. found it. Oh, good. Chris is nice. Date him, Willow. Chris was so nice. At the very top. It spirals right. from there. Oh, get- right. When he's if like, Willow yeah. and Chris had started dating, I think all of this could have been avoided. Right. I mean, Eric would still have to go to prison or something because he's crazy. Or yeah. to a mental okay. institution. Okay, he is a psychopath straight out the gates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is, I wrote pervy camera guy. Yeah. Where he's just like, come on, babes, like, vote for the camera. <laughs> just like coming up and like taking pictures of them. And I mean, already he's threatening to me with yeah. his camera actions. And then. And Eric's just like scolding him, just like, "Hey, dude, oh, stop doing that." Yeah, there was this, there was this part that I expected to be way cheesier, and I was glad it wasn't. So he's like, "Oh, like Cordelia would be the best," and then he's like, oh, "She's alive," and then it just like lingers on his face for a while, and I was yeah. afraid he was gonna be like, "For now," and I was like, "Thank <laughs> God." I was like, "Oh no," um, yeah, she's alive for now. Um, <laughs> and when I, they're, they're kind of testing out Cordy in the library, mm-hmm. the writers are. So it's yeah. like, where she's like awkwardly standing with both hands on the computer, <laughs> on the back <laughs> of the computer. We also get Buffy and Xander counseling Giles on how to approach Mrs. Calendar. Yeah. yeah. I have a thing, you a thing, let's do a thing. Oh, yeah, and he calls her um, Cyrano, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, which I guess kind of works. I mean, I think it's, I mean, a, it's she's a joke. Not, yeah. He doesn't actually let her right. say what Yeah, and she's her, not right lusting letters. after D- Jenny Calendar. But Cyrano isn't at first. There could have been a so whole storyline story yeah. of Buffy <laughs> lusting after Jenny Calendar. <laughs> she becomes disfigured, lusts after J- Jenny Calendar. It could have made events of the second half of the season even heightened. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I think we should rewrite it. <laughs> like I, the lost okay. files. There have been 20 years of fan fiction being written. Somebody's written Somebody's it. written. No, somebody has written slash fic of, like, Jen, Jenny Calendar and Buffy, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. And this is the episode where multiple times they say, love makes you do the wacky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like that Which line. Which is such a Buffy thing to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And then Buffy explains it to Giles. <laughs> or Angel. Angel, yeah. yeah. He's like, old hmm, I guess I'm just old. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, did they not say do the wacky back in your day? <laughs> in 18th century Ireland. <laughs> oh, God. I did forget when Buffy's being bad and she's and she's like, ugh, you're just a vampire. And he's like, uh, like he's pissed that she says that. And she's like, oh, should I be calling you an undead American? And I was like, scathing indictment of PC culture right. when she was bad. <laughs> I was like, whoa. But they put that on the... Bad character, right? So So it's like, you should be PC. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the answer. We should call them undead Americans. Um, I actually really liked the fake out in Some Assembly Required Mm -hmm. with Cordelia. So Cordelia is like coming out of um, cheerleading practice and she's like, girls, practice. And then she like walks away and starts to get in her car and she's like, oh my God, someone's coming. So Mm -hmm. scary. She's like doing the keys, drops. Oh my gosh, scary feet. I'm going to run. And then she runs and hides in the dumpster, and then it's like, oh, we're all safe. And then it comes out, and then it's Angel. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. And then she's like, oh, my skirt's cut. And then it's a hand. I was like, <laughs> what a horror coaster. Are you going to do the whole rest of the episode? Let's go. <laughs> and then after commercial break. <laughs> no, but it is a genuinely creepy moment when she yeah. lifts up that hand. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't expect that mm-hmm. to be in a dumpster. That was good. I was mad, though. So what year was this? 97, mm-hmm. 98 at this point? I think they shot in 97. Okay. So she's got, like, a brand new BMW, and there's mm-hmm. no remote lock on yeah. it at that point. There there was remote locks on cars at that time. I didn't have a BMW. I didn't. Neither did I. I didn't have a BMW in 1998. Yeah, just so. the little, I hate the whole, like, fumbling yeah. with the keys mm-hmm. trope. Like, it's... But ugh. isn't that... Part of what this show is, though, yeah. it's like oh, yeah. we're gonna take these, like. But you're right; she should have had a remote lock. Yeah. Well, though I remember from that time period, mm-hmm. my family had a car with a remote lock. It was a Chevy Venture. <laughs> nice. It was not a BMW. Nice. Um, but we had to press it, uh, the remote lock, against our chin underneath to get it to work. What? Oh, because yeah. why? I don't know. Some. I think it was like the strength of your chin, but also like the you would ground it with your body. I don't understand. But it literally wouldn't work if you pressed it. Um, but if you pushed it on your chin. Okay, this Ryan, sounds like something Ryan, your parents told you to not... f- completely fuck with you. No, it's real. Like, ground it with your body. <laughs> okay, I made that part up after my parents made me do it. But, like, it really was. It really was. You pressed it, nothing. You put it to your chin. It would work. No, this but Guys, is... we can text my mom. It's real. Oh, oh no. wait, maybe she would keep lying. No, it's <laughs> She's protecting the lie. <laughs> At this point, like, her and your dad are just like, we can't go back. Oh, my God. Oh, guys. No, um, they, they made that up for sure. That's, that's, that's like I... when my dad took my lizard to the all-night vet. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my friend. That just made me think of my friend. Um, he used to have a pet rat, and it had, like, a brain tumor. So, <laughs> your face. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I was, that was meant to be sympathetic. Poor <laughs> rat. Right. Um, and um, her mom took it, and it, like she, they were kids. And so the mom took the rat to the vet, and the vet's like, look, this rat's going to die. So I can either put it to sleep, 
that's going to cost you a lot of money. And he's uh-huh. like, or you can put it in a pillowcase. <laughs> Just whap the pillowcase against the ground and that'll do the job for free. And she joking? No, he was serious. He's like, look, it'll save you a lot of money. And she was like, I'm not going to kill my son's pet rat. Well, why can't he be like, I'll do it? I'll do it for 20 bucks. Yes. <laughs> like, I feel like the vet should offer these Reimburse me for a Ross dress for last pillowcase. Exactly. <laughs> you bring the pillowcase. And I'll get this baby done for you. <laughs> That's horrible. It's like a sick mafioso vet. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as upsetting as sewing a human together. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Thanks for bringing that back. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I was like, how can I segue? Okay, so we don't really get to see how they built, and I don't think it's, what, what's his name? Dave? Um, oh, no, no, no. Glenn? Uh, Darren. Darren. Derek? Darren. Uh-oh. Everyone's flipping through their nose. I know. I Daryl. 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 There it is. Um, so we don't really know how Daryl got put back together. We don't really know how many pieces aren't Daryl. Because mm-hmm. he seems to have all of Daryl's consciousness. Yeah. I was a little bit confused about that because I also didn't understand. I mean, I kind of got their end game with, like, wanting to make a dead girl. But, like, so they were, okay, this is going to make me sound really psychopathic. <laughs> I think I know where you're going and we might be on the same page. Okay. So I'm like, why? Okay. So they're like, we're going to take Cordy's head and put it on this, like, dead body and mm-hmm. she'll be forced to just be here but like why don't they just like trap Cordelia yeah why didn't they just and like absolutely intimidate her into not leaving like yeah like threaten her with death and bodily harm and then she's there and because right. it, if it's still her okay but i think what they were the i think at least from daryl's perspective is that now that he's a monster there's no one he can have as a companion mm-hmm. so they have to build another monster who will be rejected by society and only have him as an it's option it's like the social right. implications of being a monster and they're like okay she's gonna have to Right, he needs another person like him, who is also rejected by society, which is very. They could also just maim her. I was going to say disfigure (laughs) Cordelia, but she's still alive. Okay, but there's the second part, which is the Eric part, which is a lot of this is dehumanizing and objectifying a woman to parts and putting those parts together to make a collage of a perfect woman. Yeah. So that's what's Eric, that's Eric's game. Eric, right. he's trying yeah, to build. I was like, I was like, what is Eric's end game here? I was like, he's just a so- sociopath. He just like right. wants, to. and I think he wants to build a woman made up of all the best parts. Yeah, right. I think he was there when Daryl was being put together, and he kind of got hooked. Yeah, yeah. that's what it seems like. <laughs> Once it, you put together one body, yeah. <laughs> definitely. He uh, he was so gross, and I he hate was so gross. I hate that I had that exact haircut and like chin pube <laughs> combination when I was in high school. It's like it's, I probably ran around with a camera at some point. Oh god! <laughs> no. Come on, I, I, uh, <laughs> he was. So hey, good. sugar tits! Yeah. Like, oh, Eric, no, please. Come on, baby, give me a smile. <laughs> and he's like wearing that like goofy fucking outfit. Yeah, he's wearing like. I mean, worse than Xander Harris shirts. He's wearing, like, that orange thing. Isn't he wearing an orange thing at one point? It's like a crazy Tommy Bahama type shirt. And he's just fucking crawling around on that campus. <laughs> no, he's the creepiest. I think he's creepier than Daryl. No, one... he's the villain. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely the bad And guy. so it's kind of sad that Daryl dies. I wish they could have just, like, given him plastic surgery and he could have gone to school, right? <laughs> right. Given him complete... Skin grafts all over. Yeah. His. You know what I noticed though? So his face was all green and gross, but his tummy wasn't. 
Yes. Yeah, he, like, reaches over and I was yeah like, his shirt comes pink. up. Yeah. You have a pink tummy. <laughs> He's like leaning over trying to kill someone. And I was like, oh, his tummy's okay. <laughs> Maybe that was someone else's. Oh, someone else's um, tum. Yeah. Tum tum. Did you notice when he was hugging? This is such a stupid thing to notice, but he, you know he has like those um, metal things yeah. on his arms, and he's like hugging, and it just like comes off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, we can't redo that shot. Um, but it, I mean, none of our main characters have significant uh, relationships with their siblings. If they have siblings, some of them don't, some of them do. But it was interesting to see a view <laughs> of of what a sibling relationship looks like between Chris and Daryl. Yeah. Um, I didn't recognize it because I was the older one and I was always perfect. Mm. Never, like, never pressured my brother to do anything mm. or, like, <laughs> set expectations in the household that he could never live up to. Like, no, it never happened. Um, my mom never sat in a bathroom and watched videos of me over and over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that I was – I mean, I've never lost a child, so I don't know how most people deal with it, but, like – that lady needed help. Like, oh, yeah. that was like, it had been, what, three years or something? Or two, or was it yeah. recent? I think it was over the summer. Oh. I think it was pretty recent. Yeah, because Cordelia was in high school with oh, him. that's right. Yeah, She's yeah. Like, okay, never mind. And that was I guess it's pretty recent. I'm not like... <laughs> but either way, it's it's not healthy to sit in your bathrobe and just watch videos of your dead son. No. Yeah. Like, that's... Even if yeah. it's only been two weeks, like, probably... Yeah. Get a job, like, right? <laughs> Some people have class, some people have jobs. <laughs> this, this is reminding me, have either of you guys seen Troll 2? No, I haven't. Oh, never I can't remember. Well, there's Wait, this, that's like, the really bad it's one. It's really right? bad, yeah. And there's this like scene where the kid is sad because his grandpa died, and so he's like really upset and he keeps seeing like visions of his grandpa and he's like crying, and the mom comes out and she's like, You need to forget about grandpa. <laughs> it's been six months. Banish him from your mind. <laughs> So that just made me, I was like, what's the correct, like, time before you banish the memory of your son? I don't think you should, you don't have to ban it. All right, never mind, she's she, fine. She had two more months of chain smoking and watching game tape, and then it was then time it to banish him. Yeah. Well, Cannot. she should remember she has another son. I guess that's part of it, is that there's, oh yeah, the poor kid, he's like, I'm, I'm He's leaving. building people. Yeah. Like, she's, is it in their basement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the uh, um, the keep out stickers yeah. and the fish. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> He's like, I'm really into jam bands and that, rebuilding bodies. <laughs> that I have a feeling Eric brought that sticker and just slapped it on one day <laughs> on his way into the basement. He's very musical. Yeah. He's a very musical. And he's also the type that would just put stickers on things. No, he would. <laughs> stickers are hard to remove, and yeah. Eric would not give a fuck. No, he, he no he he would be just as aggressive about stickers as he is. <laughs> about body rebuilding. Um, it also was a nice way to give us more Cordelia vulnerability by having her have, like, this unrequited crush mm-hmm. on Daryl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that humanized her a bit. Right. I mean, she was genuinely sad about him being on. I mean, for a second I was like, wait, is Daryl the boyfriend that got murdered in Prophecy Girl? Because she's really sad. No, she's forgotten about no. that guy. Mm. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> also, just a small, I mean, this is so stupid, but... I feel like TV shows do this a lot. There are not usually basements in houses in California, but there are for every single, like every single house in Buffy has a basement. The basementlessness of California is very confusing to me. I don't understand. Like, what do you, no, I'm sorry. I understand. But like culturally. Oh. Where do you do weird shit when you're a teenager? In your room. (laughs) You're really scared. (laughs) 
I mean, you just like hang out in your room, or like a lot of people's families had like a den area or like a family. But room. it's like on the same floor where your like adults are. Um, sometimes the den would either be like upstairs or like in the back of the house, and then okay. so like you'd be. But yeah, you definitely were not subterranean. Okay. You were above ground. So you were a, you were a basement I kid was a as basement well. Kid. Yeah, you were a basement when did you child. I I grew up in Illinois. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in Maryland. Okay. But yeah, we it's a basement culture. Mm-hmm. Un, unfinished concrete walls yeah. and floor, French windows with the storm well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually had um, our basement was like uh, we had like a, a not quite it was a Cape Cod but kind of a more ranch style house. So we had half of a finished basement and half unfinished. So we got both kinds of basements. Nice. <laughs> I was <laughs> Kelly is just like I stop. I don't know. What you're no, about. no. I I remember being like really jealous of people that had basements because it did seem like a really cool little hovel that you could like do weird shit in. Mm-hmm. Well, and when I say weird shit, whatever it is weird. No, shit. but just but like anything, just, like any weird kid shit that you might unsupervised do. activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just being away from the grown-ups. Yes. Like having your own world. I always. It's always greener on the other side because mm. I was always jealous of storm cellars. I Ooh. wanted the exterior door storm cellars That's so nice. bad oh. when I was a kid. My uh, my grandmother's farm had that mm-hmm. in Montana. Mm-hmm. And I remember being terrified but also really wanting to go in there. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd be like, I don't know, I'm scared. But then like be opening it. <laughs> I was a very weird kid about that kind of Did stuff. Did you go in? You mm-hmm. faced your fear? Good. Good for I went you. in and it was pretty boring. There wasn't really anything in there. Yeah. There's like preserves and yeah, basically, coin collection. Yeah. There were like <laughs> like – jarred things and then like potatoes or something like something like not exciting and i was like oh my dad was like don't go in there there's rats and they could bite you and give you rabies and i was like ah so you grab a pillowcase (laughs) yeah i grabbed grabbed a pillowcase got rid of those fucking rats but yeah these brothers are definitely unsupervised well i guess one of them cheating is dead (laughs) but chris and eric don't seem to have anybody watching over mm. their shoulder. Even though they're in the science club and they're using, I think, science club equipment, right? Because they're in the old science building? Old yeah. science lab? Yeah. Is that where they are at the end? They call it the old science lab, I think, so that it's okay when it burns down. Right. <laughs> so they're like, they're not, like, destroying the school. <laughs> right, right. They still have sciences. Yeah. In the next episode. <laughs> yeah, will be fine. They're also, like, kind of cavalier about their body snatching because at the beginning when Buffy, like... <laughs> discovers the open grave yeah there's like this perfect perfectly cut like cut out mm-hmm. um you know great grave mm-hmm. with like a shovel but then all the dirt's gone and it's just <laughs> like it's true this perfect so they're like we gotta get rid of this dirt but like let's leave the shovel and <laughs> leave, leave but also don't get rid of it just put the dirt back on right and then well and also they left no it one knows as an open coffin too. yeah mm-hmm. if you close the coffin People are just going to assume there's like, oh, we forgot to We to forgot finish. to bury her. Where'd all that dirt go? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's, that's – the inconsistency with grave digging in that show mm. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it took them eight minutes to get yeah. the uh, master out mm-hmm. of the grave. Like, yeah. You, yeah. when you bury someone, you use a backhoe. Right. You know, just, <laughs> it's not two teenagers with like, shovels. Like sprinkled some dirt on top and they were like, mm, it's fine. It's consecrated. And on the same tip, I'm usually a staunch Buffy defender. Mm-hmm. Even when she's a bitch like last week, I'm team Buffy. But screw her for not helping dig that grave. Yeah. She is the strongest she by could so get it done much. In two seconds. She'd be done in two seconds. She's 
Giles is an old man. She's building He's not character. old. He's not old. I don't... Yeah, he's like 31. Yeah, he's... I'm an old woman. I would not want... Children can dig graves, not me. I'm retired. Children can dig graves, not me. That's a beautiful phrase. Um... Yeah, I'm. Yeah, when she's just kind of like perched on top of that. Oh, I. Um, I mean, she's having some willow time, so that's yeah, fair. She yeah. needed that. I did have some trivia that this is the first season where we have a set cemetery, um, mm-hmm. where all the cemetery scenes take place on a set, mm-hmm. um, because the first season it was a real cemetery, and Sarah Michelle Gellar had a phobia of cemeteries, so due to her request, they created they created this set and used that exclusively for all the. Um, cemetery scenes for the rest of the series. Huh. Right. That's interesting. And I think it, it works. I mean, it looks like a cemetery. It, looks it does look. It looks better. They have. It looks big. Yeah. They have a lot of lighting problems in early mm-hmm. Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it's of, so dark. You, get, you cannot I, see anything. I know. And they just like crank up the gain. And there's yeah. like, so it's much like, camera like noise. speckled yeah. all over everyone. I'm <laughs> like, is this a night vision? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's good they put them in a controlled setting where yeah, they yeah. can bring it, some lights in. Wild clouds, <laughs> unpredictable clouds. Um, oh, this is the second time we've heard the use of the word ghoul. Mm-hmm. Where mm. Buffy is like, he's not a, what is it? He's not a demon. He's just a ghoul. Yeah. She has no empathy for humans who do evil things. Right. I mean, her, the, She's in love with a guy who's murdered a ton of people as a demon. But he's a vampire. But he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. But she has no empathy or sympathy for Right, because how being... could you when there's right. so much evil already? How could you contribute to that? Like... Well, and until they kill Cordelia, or try to kill her. She's fine, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Next episode <laughs> of Buffy. It's just her funeral. <laughs> um, but until they go after Cordelia... I mean, they're really just in tr- they're really just ethically troubled, right? I mean, yeah, they're just like I mean, grave robbing isn't nice, right? But, and it's like I'm I think illegal. Sure, they're breaking laws and they're and, yeah, you know, fucking with dead bodies, which is kind of gross. yeah, it's, it's gross, but it's not. I don't. I mean, the justification behind it, like you know. Chris is Mm -hmm. just this poor kid who wants to do right by his brother. And I'm sure in his mind, you know, he sees his mom, like, losing her marbles, basically. And so he's trying to solve everyone's problems. So he justifies it, you know. You've got three dead girls. And I'm sure the only reason, like, Cordelia's head comes into play is because... All of their heads were too messed yeah. up. Yeah, from the formaldehyde. Like, yeah, he's like three dead girls and not one good head. Like, Wait, which one of them is this? I thought they looked pretty. They were pretty. Oh, Xander. Oh, Xander. <laughs> yeah. And he admit, he's like, I'm not as sick as them. So I liked that, like, kind of nod to the audience where it's, he's like, I'm, I can be gross sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. But no, season two Xander is better. He is better. Lots of ups and downs with Xander. But he's on the upswing for me right now. Are you looking at my notes? No, I was looking at... Um, oh, Xander talks about the porn that was on Eric's computer. Oh, yeah. Which felt like very adult for this show. Wait, when? Um, uh, at the football game. At the football game, he's like, what did you guys find? He's like, uh, something, um, and a lot of porn. Or did he pornography? I can't remember. But he says like, like a pornography collection that's like too twisted even, even for, for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, now my brain's down a path. I'm thinking like, what is the grossest thing Xander mm. has looked at while jerking off? Yeah. Well, and also like, how gross is it? Because this guy is okay with putting together. Right. Well, but it's also bodies. like, it's the internet of the 90s. 
I feel like that's worse. I feel like there's like a darknet situation happening. Maybe the internet just seems like a spooky place to me in the 90s. Like, with, like, tumbleweeds? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just seems foreboding to me. Hamsterdamps.com. Prodigy. All those angel fire websites are terrifying. Okay, whatever. There was scary shit on the internet in the 90s. I'm sure of it. Okay. Also, I think that the show is giving credence to my theory about Cordelia not really being in high school and being undercover. <laughs> being undercover bitch. Because Why? they offer her, when she's screaming, on the, and she's t- strapped down to the table, mm-hmm. Eric offers her, he says, you know what? After this, you're going to have the body of a 17-year-old. Yeah. Implying yeah. that she is she's an old lady. 35. Yeah. She's great. She's, she looks great. And you know what? It would still be a downgrade for her. Yeah, I can't imagine that those pieces of those cheerleaders would equal a, or a Cordelia Chase. When he, okay, when um, Daryl, when Daryl like lifts up the sheet to look at her and the creepy little camera guy's like, hey, hey, like it's bad luck to look at the bride. I was like, why are you not wanting him to look? I don't get that. I mean, it can't be because it's bad luck to look at the bride. <laughs> it can't be because of that. Yeah, it's just got to be like. Like he's so dedicated to that he wants bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't let it go. He just really wants. It's a control thing too. Like yeah. he's like now he's becoming God, so he's yeah. got to micromanage even his previous monster. Yeah, I guess he doesn't want something he's not completely happy with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed we didn't get to see that body. I wanted to see a headless I did cheerleaders mashed together. Yeah. You I did see too. you see her feet. Yeah. And I her feel legs. like yeah. i I uh do like props work and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I feel like I recognize that dummy. Like I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I think I worked with her this summer. Like, is that dapper cadaver? <laughs> also, like, there were so many cuts, like so many pieces different pieces used. And there were some pieces that were so small mm. that were in her body like the cuts on her legs were pretty mm-hmm. like a lot of them like numerous and i felt like that was that could have been much. lacerations from the oh, crash oh maybe because like, i was like you don't need like two inches of someone's shin <laughs> like it was like so many cuts well because i mean it's magic but you also the skeleton you're like are you you don't yeah, cut up they pieces bone of bones, grafting? right? No. I mean, you can't. You, you have take to take a bone whole bone graft. and stuff it in the other skin. Well, maybe that's what uh, Daryl's <laughs> arm plate was for. <laughs> bone grafting. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That reminds me of um, this surgery that people get to be taller. Mm-hmm. Do you Is know that, that a real surgery? thing? It's horrifying. Like, this one guy was 5'2", and he wanted to be 6 feet tall. So they <laughs> broke his femurs. They, they break each of your femurs, and then they stick, they, like, pull them apart where the break is, and then they put, like, a metal post in between, and then you just can't, <laughs> you're bedridden for, like, a year while your bones grow back together, and then you just, you grow, you have very long thighs. Yeah, are you just all shins <laughs> at that point? <laughs> 100% thigh. Like, you have really long thighs. But Eight, in- eight, eight inches of extra thighs. <laughs> That's your Way too much. <laughs> You just be so uncomfortable in an airplane. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Like, it, it made. Oh god. It just went, like up past your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't 
Don't do it, guys. That's crazy. Don't yeah. get that you surgery. S- you still can't dunk a basketball, dude, wherever you are. That's not how legs work. No. No, you'd be better off just getting a lower basketball hoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got it because he wanted to dunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, he totally did. <laughs> well, and Dustin? Also- yeah. Three <laughs> right. like one. Been there, actually. I'm that guy. Oh my god, he's here. And also, we got a lot of Cordelia screaming, and she's mm. a really good. She's, she's the scream queen, scream. I think, of the of the episode at least. She's not the um, show. She's a treasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I good. love her. Yeah. So what about the uh, oh. what about the scene where Daryl is under the bleachers looking for Cordelia? And he just sees his friends that was kind having of the time of their life yeah. on the field. It's really sad. Mm. I think that, like, was the beginning of him kind of realizing, like, I can't, like, this is not sustainable. Like, I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't continue this. Like, because he's never going to have life, really. Like, what right. is life if you're just, like, hiding in a basement with your, like, cobbled together girlfriend? Well, and in some ways I feel like having Eric in the episode obscures kind of the the meaningful or powerful heart of the episode. Because mm. really, it's Daryl kind of realizing that he... I mean, he commits suicide at the end. Is Daryl the hero of this episode? <laughs> I mean, he... <laughs> he at he, least is... The- he chooses... He's a monster who chooses to kill himself. How does Frankenstein end? Um, Frankenstein, I couldn't remember. Like, um, so the monster, yeah. like, remember he pushes that girl in a well? Uh-huh. Right, because he's like, well, the, like yeah, can't. and the mob comes to him, right, and they're like, ah, oh, let's get rid of him, and then I think he becomes enraged and scared at the sight of the fire, and right. he tries to escape, and then I think it's just he's running away, away from like the world, and then Fra- Doctor Frankenstein is constantly trying to hunt him down. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so he it, it bookends in like Antarctica. Okay. Yeah. With Doctor Frankenstein Dr. pursuing the like, monster, and then at the end, like. They meet and the monster like escapes again. I okay. Think. So in some ways, Daryl is like a more evolved Frankenstein. Yeah, because he knows that he's a monster that deserves to die. Right. I mean, he or maybe does... re- maybe less evolved. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he has his own brain. That's true. But he's a high school football star. Yeah. Who's never gonna ha- have any of the things? I mean, to go from being you know big man on campus to not being able to leave your house—that's mm-hmm. pretty tragic. Right. Hmm. He puts a lot of that responsibility on uh, on his brother too. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Poor Chris. I'm, I'm shipping Chris and Willow. Like, when does he get out? Yeah. Is he like available <laughs> for parole? <laughs> Willow becomes his prison. Like, they get married. Like, oh my through god, the that would be glass. so cute. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Um, yeah, I mean, he, and that is kind of like the horror that we. I mean, in a really exaggerated way that, like, we should expect when, like, a child is forced to, um, <laughs> that was loud. When a child is forced to, like, I guess, take. <laughs> 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 this is, this is the inner turmoil of whatever the fuck his name is. What's his name? Eric? Eric? The, the, Eric. The, the Chris. Boy? Chris. Chris. Daryl? Daryl. Wait, no, the brother. Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Giles. No. <laughs> the anointed one. I really. <laughs> okay. I have been antagonized. I have been attacked. Oh, no. I have been. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just I... kidding. <laughs> I don't know if you are. <laughs> 
<laughs> there are tears streaming down my face, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, we've been friends for a little while, but I'm not sure. Maybe I've hit the wall. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's going to happen on this show. It, it is. <laughs> It'll happen, like, season three, and then we'll just never finish. No, Hell don't Mouthy. say that. No, it'll become two Hellmouthies. Oh my god. <laughs> Competing Hellmouthies. Famous original Hellmouthy. <laughs> this is Hellmouthy, not that other <laughs> imposter podcast. No, um, I'm just going to be so big I won't even mention you. Oh. Ooh, whoa. It begins. Um, oh, I, I, have a, I have a question. This is yeah. peeking behind the veil, maybe. Um, oh, do it. So when I do a rewatch, I get to season four, mm-hmm. and I alternate Buffy and Angel I episodes. Do, too. do you do that? Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen on Hellmouthy? Um, I mean, we could. Uh, I we have yet to speak about it. Mm. Um, we. Um, <laughs> I know this but is. Thank you no, for I think bringing it's a... a logistics meeting. Um, <laughs> to the <laughs> is a really good idea and a way to tackle it which we could would do like be... mini ups or something right i mean I, I do think it would be a way for us to address the fact that those things are concurrent within and things, canon yeah and things happen in yeah. each episode that do affect other mm-hmm. like each of their verses i guess mm-hmm. um i mean a lot happens in la well so. in seasons four and five they were God. paired right huh weren't they paired on the wb on seasons four and five i think I... so yeah they, and yeah so um, it would be kind of recreating that experience too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that is. <laughs> thank you so much for bringing this. That was a great you, idea. Um, you have any other you. pitches? Are you saying that you should be like Mr. Angel? No, 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 no. I'm not. Do <laughs> so we have to call that... you Mr. Angel? <laughs> yes, please. That is. That's okay. No, I think this just goes to speak to how much I've been thinking about this podcast. <laughs> Like people, people in my life can testify to how often I bring it up. Like, oh, so I'm doing like a, a Buffy podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, did, I, did I tell you about this? Did I, did I mention? It's it? like so random, you guys. But you guys, like, but like, I'm thinking of like inspiring them to do kind of like a branch out podcast about Angel. I just, I got some ideas. I don't yeah, know. No. we'll see. We'll see if they like. I'll, just, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw them on the table. Yeah. We'll see yeah. what they do. Great ideas. I love it. <laughs> I just been you being like an angel podcast. I mean, just uh, just think on that. I'll, I'll let that sit. Yeah, I think we discovered who the real monster is here. <laughs> Kelly, um, right? Yeah. Me, I'm the monster. Um, so I have some trivia. Oh, we do get to see some recycled footage uh, at the beginning of actually when she was bad. They use like the footage of the students walking around in the quad. Um, from the Owen episode, and there's Owen in a fucking burgundy top walking around in the background. I love it. I like the idea that Owen still is just he's just <laughs> reading his Dickinson, <laughs> lo- being all alone, yeah. just pocketing away that experience. <laughs> he's at the morgue every night. He's like, oh, this isn't the same. <laughs> He's at the original uh, cemetery. Yeah, <laughs> not the new one. Like no one ever comes. <laughs> so lonely. Yeah, and then um, oh, we kind of touched on this at the beginning mm-hmm. um, with Ryan's little quip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the title of when she was bad is from a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, do you I, know the poem? I have a screenshot of it. Okay, I know uh, the I know the verse of it. The part. Okay, do you want me to do the lead up and then you'll do the verse? Sure. I hope I'll, I'll, I'll right. watch. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? I mean, you can do an audience reaction. <laughs> right, I'll be over here making faces. Okay, perfect, like, perfect. Wild. Okay. 
Um, there was a little girl who had a little curl right in the middle of her forehead. And when she was good, she was very, very good. And when she was bad, she was horrid. So there you go. Yeah, I feel like that was in my book of, like, that was one of the nursery rhymes I knew when I was a kid. Yeah, very, like, Georgie Porgie put in a pie. Uh And I always used to get jealous because I never had any curls anywhere. Mm. And some kids, like, had natural, naturally did have curls in the middle of their forehead. Yeah, I actually had curly hair when I was a small child. And then my mom cut it, and she thinks that that somehow made it not curly. She seriously thinks that. I do feel like, okay. It's like I, going back to the car remote <laughs> on the chair. Yeah. Wait, Guys, do, it was real science. I, I think me and Ryan have the same mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're related. And, but I got a basement. <laughs> she got a basement. Right, you were the East Coast family. Yeah, exactly. Was, oh, yeah. my God. Transatlantic mother. Wait, does that make sense? <laughs> um, no. No. <laughs> Transcontinental. Yes. Wait, um, aren't those continents? Yeah, wait, bicoastal so, mother. Bicoastal, bicoastal. mother. Uh. Bicoastal mother. Mother. That's a pretty name. <laughs> 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 what? Um, and my second daughter was I, named Bicoastal mother. <laughs> I meant for like an ensemble, not a person. Okay, but even so, it's a pretty. <laughs> Is it hot in here? Um, when I was in high school, we had a, and it's not funny, but it was what we used to do. We would, like, once someone said, this isn't going to be funny, but it's going to be true. (laughs) Yep. Um, we used to say, like, is it hot out here? And then another, it was like a multi-person bit. So one person would say, is it hot out here? Then a second person would lick their finger and touch the first person. Then a third person, and then would make the sound. The second person would make the sound. And the third person would say, it's just you. Oh, wait. (laughs) <laughs> Wait. Okay, walk me through this again because <laughs> you can say, "Is it hot out here? Or is it just me?" The second person oh. <laughs> would lick their finger and touch the first person, and then the third person would say, "It's just you." The third person does not have a lot to do in this. He <laughs> gets a punchline. Yeah, the third person gets the button. That's... Yeah. It's what if that third They're person is the first person? The first thing. No, you under, you're showing, not telling. Your you're second saying, person is showing. Okay, it's obviously you. Everyone sees it. Third person it's a, is. It's a rhetorical question <laughs> that is then treated literally, and then also given a response. Answered with the movement of the finger touching the person, and right. Well, whoever is asking the question knows the answer. Yeah. So this this is. Oh, a I guess the third person is the observer and is like, oh, it's just you, right? They say it's just you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you 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 have editing powers, right, Kelly? You, you're capable of. Uh... This is gonna be a three-hour episode. <laughs> okay. So, did you guys notice when the master appears in Buffy's dream when she like rips yeah. off the Giles mask and the master's under mm-hmm. there? Do you know who plays the master? I don't. Who I I looked it up and since forgot. David Boreanaz. What? Mm-hmm. In just that shot? In just that shot. Why? Unknown. But when I saw him, I was like, that is not the master I know and love. That is a different person. And wow. Dave Boreanaz. Do you think he just, like, wanted to do the master makeup really bad? I have no idea. Or were they like, we, go, we need to get this? Well, he was a, he became a regular cast member. So I he wonder did. if it was part of his, like, they're like, you're regular. You wanted to be a regular. You gotta wear the master. <laughs> Everyone has to wear the master outfit at least once. Right. You and see, like, a boom operator in master makeup at one point. <laughs> I think that Joyce should have been elevated to regular status 
If only just to show that Buffy had a mom who really cared about her. Right. And not a mom who would say, um, if I even asked you what was, how passive aggressive is that? When her mom says, if I, I asked you what was wrong, would you even tell me? Okay. Yeah, but she doesn't you, say it like that. Joyce is rewriting. How did y'all hear it? I heard it, um, if I even asked you, would you even tell me? Yeah. Yeah. Wine, wine, wine. Passive aggressive, passive aggressive, passive aggressive. Whoa. Joyce, whoa. Joyce whoa. is doing her goddamn best. <sighs> all right. And then Buffy just turns and looks at her, does not respond, and she says, right, because oh, she's, I guess. Well, yeah, she's waiting for her to say, Buffy, I love you. What's wrong? <laughs> she doesn't. She says, if I asked, sorry, if I asked what was wrong, <laughs> would you tell me? Mm-hmm. Ask. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. Subtext, Whoa. though. I mean, Buffy doesn't even, like, look at her like a snotty teen. She's like, yes, Mom. I'm in pain. Yeah, and then Joyce like, is just like, well, we're here. Maybe on the ride home. <laughs> also, did you notice that she's wearing like a pink top? And then when she goes in, she's wearing like that white tank top with those cool olive pants. I actually really liked those olive pants. The high-waisted olive mm-hmm. pants. And then the next scene, she's like wearing the pink top again. Ooh. Yeah, Buffy wore had Some a little costume change. Um, speaking of costumes, I feel like from the witch to this episode, they really got, they really nailed a classic cheerleader costume. Yeah. I feel it's, like. It's very it looks, 50s. Yeah, it's yeah. 50s, but still, like, cute. Yeah. And appropriate for getting kidnapped and mm. all wrapped up on a <laughs> yeah. board to get murdered. Oh, that was the other thing. And this is, I like, you know, I like rag on Xander sometimes. But when he's untying her, he doesn't untie her hand. He waits till last to untie her hand. <laughs> Which, if you do those first, then she can help. Yeah. But, but instead he's like, I'm going to leave your hands tied yeah, and then I'm going to like body surf you through the flames. <laughs> she liked it. She did. That's why later she was like, mm. Everything I can do. Our, our nipples were perfectly lined up. <laughs> <laughs> they got it on the first try. There you go. That's destiny. Those kids. Those, those crazy I do kids. actually, I do ship Cordelia and Xander, I think, now, this time around. <sighs> I really am still want Willow to have what she wants. Though I can get on the Chris train. But yeah, actually, now that you bring up Chris, I do like Chris with Willow. Yeah, because they're both like, very smart, and he seems to care about helping her get a good grade. But it's <laughs> funny. I feel like this happens a lot in the show, where all of a sudden she like she had her computer club friends, mm-hmm. she has her AV club friends. The AV club she people has are dead. like young. There are young men who really like her all mm-hmm. over the place. Mm-hmm. But, but she the only AV has club guy. Family. I think I'm he, coming back to someone needs to give her a talking to. Yeah, you don't you don't see it back then. Yeah, you never, you never see it. That's um, yeah, it's a real shame. It Poor is. Willow. Poor Willow. I mean, but also, if you're, I feel this way about him and Buffy, so I should feel this way about him and Xander, her, him and Willow. Is like, if someone doesn't want to be with you, they show you by like not being with you. Yeah, like it's not. He if you wait around you. long enough, they're gonna change their mind. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, just a little bit of trivia. This start uh, when she was bad started the trend of having all Buffy season premieres either open or end in a cemetery. Really? Yeah. I also <laughs> feel like we've now fully gotten into the world where she patrols every night. Yeah, we have that scene yeah. with her and mm-hmm. Angel at the beginning, and it's like now that's just part of her life. Mm-hmm. It does it. Gives her more of an air of, like, a superhero, you know, Mm -hmm. that she's, like, out just, like, keeping the streets of Sunnydale safe for everyone. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) She's not always waiting for the big bad of the week, you know? 
And I think that's something that does, ch- I mean, from the first season, I mean, she shows up in Sunnydale thinking she's not going to fight any demons. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's proactively looking for, if you can't tell, we have like extra information. I have two, t- two books on the table. <laughs> and one of them has a very seductive picture of Mich- Sarah Michelle Gellar. And within it are notes about her, um, her sexiness. It's like, it's a manifesto of sexiness. Keith Topping. Keith Topping. It's called Slayer, an expanded and updated unofficial and unauthorized guide to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, of course it's unauthorized. Yeah. Fucking. That's a major piece of the puzzle. Yeah. It explains a lot about him being like, lads, get your tube socks ready. Yeah, leather up, gentlemen. It's time for Buffy's olive pants. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At one point. In the we sh- when she was bad commentary, mm. um, under the quote, under the bold headline, um, it's a designer label. It says, Cordy's trousers in the final scene. Hot damn. Okay. <laughs> when I saw those trousers, I was like, oh, poor Cordelia. They're way too tight in the cross. Okay, wait. Maybe it's supposed to be Cordy's trousers in the final scene. Hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think with what we know of Keith, Mr. Topping. <laughs> Mr. Topping, please. Mr. I'm sorry. I was too familiar. <laughs> From what we know of Mr. Topping, we know that he's definitely saying that with much more of a lascivious tone than what you just did. He also mentions Willow's uh, horrible tights that are yellow-green. So, fuck you, Keith Topping. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa! He compiled all this information! He's just doing the good work! He editorializes a little too much. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, do not jack off to Willow's leggings. Hideous, green and yellow. I don't know why I'm so, I have so much animosity towards him. I'm sorry. Keith, you did a great job. I'm taking him off the table. Keith, you did a fantastic job. We love you. Yeah. I wonder if you can get him as a guest. Not anymore. I think we burned that bridge. I'm sorry. He needs to come in and defend himself. It would just be me, like, reading quotes and being like, what do you have to say? (laughs) I'm trying to see if there's anything else from Some Assembly Required. It does kind of follow the trend that the first season had, and that I think we're going to see through the second, of having one bigger mythology kind of episode with heavier themes, and then kind of a lighter Monsters Mm. of the Week following it. Yeah. Because really, as much as Buffy's disgusted by the grave digging and stealing... None of our people are really that emotionally involved. I mean, Not Cordelia really. almost gets murdered, but nobody cares. Mm. <laughs> like, That's like one of many times that that happens. That's <laughs> true. Um, I did have a question. Um, so for some assembly required, so Buffy says to Chris, like, I understand what it's like. I've lost someone, too. Mm-hmm. Who is she talking? Is she talking about her old watcher? That was an interesting question. I had the same Because I was like, who? Because some the people master, close to you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I don't remember the night that I killed him. <laughs> okay. I thought about it too much because I think he she is not we're not supposed to know who she's talking about. But when I was thinking about it too much, maybe she was talking about OG Buffy. Whoa. Because so she's saying she's the saying, Buffy of Los Angeles who was homecoming myself. queen and just sat on the stairs eating lollipops. Yeah. And had no responsibilities beyond just being a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Is gone in the wow. way that Daryl, football star, is gone. That's pretty sad. Oh, so like these like really desirable like status stati, right? Because I think Buffy was happy then. I mean, Yikes. we don't see a lot of that life, but you know, her parents were still together. She didn't have this 
heavy thing hanging over her. She wow. didn't have a, any doomed love affairs. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's about the master. No, I didn't. Also, this is the beginning of when uh, Anthony Stewart Head starts doing the. Yes, he does um, the voiceover. Yeah. Every generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, are instead you of that, do it? instead of that guy that's like in every generation, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in extreme <laughs> night on the WB. I just jumped off of my BMX bike. <laughs> <laughs> he's a uh, yeah, he's like a shock jock. No, it's much better with Giles doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's supposed to because he knows all about all about the books and stuff. Yeah, he knows all about the books. He's, <laughs> guide, he's guiding us in. He's yeah. bringing us yeah. into this world, and he Absolutely. should be the one that... Uh... He should be our shepherd. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this a little at the top, but now we're in this episode. Mm-hmm. We have our first date for Jenny Calendar and Giles. Yeah. That Willow and Xander crash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have talk of a second date. Like, yeah. they're yeah. doing it, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, like... you picked up on that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Jenny. I wrote at one point, I don't think it was for that line, but I did write... Uh, um, Miss Cal, oh yeah, Miss Calendar is my father. That was a line, and I just wrote. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That that was her joke. So like, oh, like Giles uh, calls her Miss Calendar, yeah. and she goes, Miss Calendar was my father. Yeah. I was like, you are just too much. She's too much. <laughs> she is so. She's like too perfect. Yeah, I feel like she is. She... Oh, uh, interesting look from Ryan over here. No, I mean <laughs> she's perfect. Perfect in what? Perfect in the way like a writer conceived this character with like a Mary Sue perfection? Or are you saying because oh, she um, isn't really? I, mean, I I wasn't calling her a Mary Sue. Okay, I was saying that she's just like I guess too perfect for Giles. But then also there are sometimes actually where her lines I'm just like I wish I could say that. Right. Yeah. Really, if she was a real person, you would say like this person is trying so hard. Yes. You know, I would just be like, <laughs> that's a lot. You can like turn it off for a second. <laughs> Chill out, lady. Just like, let's just talk, Jenny. Yeah. Like, who are you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jenny's my sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would just. Yeah, I feel like it, like the third time she did one of those things, I'd just be like, "What's going on?" Mm-hmm. Well, we find out later she is guarded and yeah. for good reason. So yeah. you know that could be that could be it. Absolutely. She's putting on a show. Oh, but okay. At their date, and I, I'm okay that we didn't see the scene where he acquired all these things, but all of those <laughs> the snacks, <laughs> so many snacks and so many things. His arms are so full of mm-hmm. stuff. What? That's adorable. He's I trying. Know. He wants He's to impress really her. He hasn't done this in a And he gets two Razorbacks yeah. penance, which is yeah. my favorite. Yeah. So I suppose I'll get one for each of us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone to feel left out. <laughs> like, on this date. This date at a, fo- a football game. Where they the work. Where you work. <laughs> yeah. An extension of your job. Yeah. Your I mean, boss are is you probably technically there. like being paid right now. <laughs> Oh, I so I was looking up trivia, um, for, and this was from when she was bad. So at the mm-hmm. end, Xander, <laughs> I had to write this down because like this explanation was so dumbed down. So when Xander's like, "Oh, Mr. Cox is really boring. I hear he has a belt in it." Do you remember that part? When so I'm sorry. Yeah, Buffy comes in and she's like, hmm, "Do I get to sit down? Like, we saved a seat for you." And she sits mm-hmm. down and, mm-hmm. and like they start just talking about other like really mundane yeah. stuff to indicate everything's fine. And Xander's like, oh, Mr. Cox is really boring. I hear he's got a belt in it. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, reading this trivia. Uh-huh. And someone 
explain the line. Okay, please explain uh, yeah. because I'm confused. Xander is joking that Mr. Cox is not only boring, but is a champion in a boringness competition. <laughs> oh, He's got a belt in it. it. <laughs> Only someone who truly understands Xander as a person can see through all that. Listen, I know that might be a little tricky. Um, um, it's awesome. So, do we have any like final thoughts on um, on these two episodes? I uh, I put Xander as a roller coaster ride. That was mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. final thought. Yeah. Um, I so I came in wanting to defend Xander. Uh, oh. From you guys. Oh. But... That's totally fair. We're no, no, but then. here's the thing. You kind of brought me around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like, glad it's working. Ugh, he is kind of gross. Well, because, like, so when I was in high school and I was watching Buffy, I obviously identified with Xander. That yeah. was, he was who I attached myself to. Mm-hmm. So then, <laughs> hearing all this bad stuff about Xander, I was like, I'll, I'll tell them a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's awful. But no, here he's he's getting some hero stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, he saves Cordelia. He punches a, a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, the He stands up to the clown a few episodes before that. So he's becoming someone that we can sort of be on board with. But then you mentioned even in Saving Cordelia, he leaves her hands bound. It's just like, bro, gross. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so he's a uh, he's a mixed bag. I, I'm, I think this is my goal of this particular rewatch uh-huh. is to see where I come out on Xander. Okay. I hope we haven't poisoned you against him. No, I've already had. I mean, without going into details, yeah. later on he does some unforgivable sure. shit, and uh, so yeah, he loses me there. But sure, I think I think that it is an interesting place for Xander. It's an interesting place for the the crew. Because the crew has changed. We have Cordelia entering mm-hmm. the gr- the group, and and Buffy and Angel are kind of in this place where I think they're more honest about how they feel about each other. Mm-hmm. And but and Angel's plan of staying away, I guess, from last season is out the window. <laughs> I know he's, he's back, back in our bedroom. He so. shows up in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, it was really noble when yeah. you decided to give her space, but uh, all right. <laughs> um, so I think we've we've kind of got a new normal, but. Things are going to stay in flux. I mean, uh, to be candid, the second season is my favorite season. So I'm excited for all of the roller coasters that we have ahead of us. Next. Yeah. Second season is one of my favorite seasons. Um, for me, third is my favorite. Yeah. That's a good one. We'll get to that when we get there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can have some great impressions. Some no, there, has, there better be a faith off. We should have like one word impressions. <laughs> or you can only say one word. And it's going to be B for B. everyone. <laughs> B. Yeah. Um, I'll work on it. Five by five. Oh, my God. Can we bring that back? Five by five. It's so... I tried. I was... Let's do it. I tried. At the time, I was dating a girl who was very into Buffy. Okay. And it drove her up the wall. She's like, stop it. You're not Faith. You'll (gasps) never be Faith. Whoa. 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 (laughs) Okay. You have to come back and tell us all about this girl. (laughs) Like, you're not Faith. You will five never be faith. It's just like, oh, it's five by five, boo. Just. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you didn't use enough of a Boston accent. 
Yeah, yeah, I wasn't pulling it off. She was right, though. I was the leather pants weren't working for me <laughs> either. Just like, oh. there's a lot of leather on Buffy. Mm-hmm. There is. Yeah, Angel gets away with Angel gets away with wearing leather pants, which I feel like yeah. I've never seen someone in the real world wear leather pants and like. Just like, oh yeah, Angel's working it. Yeah. I feel like rock stars, right? Yeah, but even then you're like, oh, I'm like, what are you, a rock star or something? <laughs> and there's <laughs> also like, there's a big part, there's a big like ex- facet of the experience of wearing leather pants that you don't see in TV, which is Okay, the... I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Wait, no, which is, I feel like, it's the sound. It's like a not, uh, like every time you walk, it's like, and it's like you're, it's not, like it's, you're, you seem pretty lame. Like, yeah. every time you move, it's just like, here. <laughs> I'm a Foley artist. So you guys... Wait. <laughs> Can you guys hear that? <laughs> she's, she's clapping the sleeve of her leather jacket together. Um. And this is, this is her. <laughs> just for the benefit of everyone out there. Um... But yeah, and I always think of when I see people in leather pants. I always think of that episode of Friends. Yeah, not just start and end this whole this the whole episode. The paste pants. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all I think of, and I'm like, yeah, that would be rough. Oh god. Overall, I think we're seeing Xander much more come into his own. I think he's becoming less of a like I'm here to be Mr. Jokey, and more of like a fully formed character, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Um, and we've seen Buffy at. One of her worst, like, mm-hmm. per, uh, personality-wise. But, like, um, the first time that she's forced to kind of wrestle with, like, the emotional aspect of being the Slayer mm-hmm. and how that affects her friends. Mm-hmm. And um, and we also see kind of what happens when Buffy, like, shoves away her foundation, which is arguably what makes – one of the main things that makes her different and sets her apart from past Slayers is that she has friends and that she's, like, not doing the thing that Slayers are – supposed to do which is like just train with their watchers and not have any friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so we kind of see that without her friends buffy can't really do this as well and by pushing her friends away she kind of almost seals their fate as like i don't know they kind of become the like one of the countless casualties that we see in sunnydale they almost do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now xander was really rough on her about that also like they took the other people, but they just left him behind a table. Right. Just well, kill him. With a broken him. nose. I mean, yeah. I assume they knocked him, his face into something. Oh. And he right. They pushed him yeah. and he landed on a problem. they're like, we gotta go. Was... Plus, don't you think Xander's the type who would play dead? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, we would be throwing blind punches. <laughs> You're right. I'm so wrong. You would just be he like punch tornadoing it. <laughs> <laughs> and landing every single one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also feel like this is. The first time, and this is something that comes up a lot because she is the Slayer and no one really can understand her, um, but her friends aren't always capable of empathizing with her. No, and they never will be able to. Like, they will always feel for her, sure, but they'll never really know what it's like to be a Slayer and to be basically alone. Like, she died alone. And, I mean, everyone does, but she not only dies, but she lives alone, too. Yeah. Um, um, so that was Hellmouthy. Um, <laughs> did you know that there's that quote that where it says, like, you're, all men are born alone and all die alone? Okay. And there's, like, a second half to the quote, but what, I didn't know. What is it? What's the, I don't know the oh, second half. Now I should have prepared for that. I didn't know we were talking going to talk about dying alone. 
<laughs> but essentially, it's that, like, we all are born alone. We all die alone. But that's why it's important that while you're alive, you make connections with others and have friendships. Oh, that's a much more uplifting. Right. So, like, we, because thought. it's true that we all are born alone and die alone. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the middle part is the most important. Yeah. And, and Buffy, most of the time, like, really lives it up with her friends. <laughs> <laughs> They have an interesting high school experience, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And Cordy wants in on it bad. Yeah. Yeah. Who so. wouldn't, though? For real. Don't you ever, like, when you were in high school, you know, everyone imagines that they're the main characters of, of the show. I think at that high school, it's very clear that the Scoobies are the focal point. Yeah. I mean, I think there is, like, a uh, there is a teen drama happening where Cordy's the mean girl. I feel like there is still those hierarchies and mm-hmm. action. It's just not the most interesting story. Right. Because right. I mean, there still is, like, there's still someone writing the school newspaper, right? <laughs> <It's true. laughs> like, there's yeah. still they somebody, like, at some point. <laughs> right. I feel like there's still somebody, you know, running for SGA president. And I'm sure that prior to this episode, Chris and Eric had yes. some buddy comedy thing yeah, going they were on pals. up until then. Yeah. They're... Though I think Eric was always the twerp pal. Like every, you know, how every crew of dudes has like that one friend. And you're like, yeah, maybe it was me. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you were the little wait. The tw- are you ta- wait, I get like, them mixed like up. My, is Eric the the guy with he was the, the pretty one. Sh- okay, yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like every crew of guys, especially in middle school and high school, there's like one friend who's like weirdly like either sex obsessed or like socially awkward, mm-hmm. and like there'll be like four chill guys and like one guy who's just like, hey, hey, hey look at me jump off this thing. And you're yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Or there was Sorry. also like one was there's one guy that like everyone likes to rag on. Sure, and maybe too. that and feeds maybe, that person into yeah, being the one to be like, like right. Like I'll do anything to get you guys to Right. fucking like me. Yeah. I'll cut up these bodies. <laughs> Listen, I can reanimate this corpse. <laughs> oh my god, I'll make the best girlfriend for you ever, <laughs> zombie friend. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't leave me. Um Okay, well I think that about wraps it up. Don't leave me. Um, do you want? Do you have anything yeah, you want to plug? plug? Oh uh, yeah. So uh, at Nerdist every Sunday night or every other Sunday night, either at seven or nine, you can see me perform with Cousins, uh, which is a new house team here. And then uh, you can find me on YouTube uh, either through Automatic Bike Shop or uh, Sexy Tornado, which I like to help out with that. That's uh, yeah, stuff. Great. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Kelly Nuji, um, and also our podcast at Hellmouthy. At Hellmouthy. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Um, follow Hellmouthy and um, listen, right. subscribe, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then next week we have. Check your. Trust. Oh my gosh! How did I forget one of my favorite episodes? School hard. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. We have yeah, school yeah. hard, and then. Another uh, episode called Inca Mummy Girl. <laughs> and then another episode. <laughs> Inca Mummy Girl. But it's going to be a good one. Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. Um, and we will catch up with you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Check out our website at www.hellmouthy.com. As always, thank you so much to Denise Nugent for her outstanding work on our album art. And our theme song is Medusa's on the Loose by The Crips. See you next week. <laughs>